This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, programming beats, or building tracks, dupeloops.com is the place to start. They post 10 new multi-track drum loops on their website every Monday at noon. Each loop is available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And the best part is, every loop is only a dollar. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an additional 10% off of your first purchase when you use the code MUSICSTUFFSHOW at checkout. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, for 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we take a look at why it's important to be business-minded in today's musical economy. We present some tips to help you make smart business choices, avoid common pitfalls, and embrace change as you work to build a career doing what you love. Please enjoy this episode of the Music Stuff Show. You're a business. Act like it. Welcome to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. My name is Tom, and Vance is here too. What's up, man? Hello! (laughs) What is good? I live in the dream. Yeah? So, Tom. Fun fact (laughs) me. Come on, hit me with it. So, I'm actually excited about this one because I I knew this before I refound it, but I'm going to see if you know this. <laughs> do you know why pirates used to have eye patches? I think I do know this. Can I answer and you can tell me if I get it right? You can. Okay. Because they kept one on one eye to keep their eye adjusted to the dark below the deck so that when they went down, they could switch it to the other side. So they always had good vision above deck and below deck. That is 100% correct. Yes. God, I <laughs> you finally got this. one. <laughs> finally got one. At least I did it in the single digit episodes. <laughs> Episode 492. Tom finally gets one right. I'm going to have to step it up and get harder questions. <laughs> I'm still checking the children's websites right now. <laughs> well, to be fair, I do uh, sift through my phone laying in bed a lot at night mm. and run across all kinds of random crap on the internet. So that's fair. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about uh, the fact that as a band, artist, musician, creative person, you are a business, whether you like it or not. So you might as well learn to embrace it (laughs) and learn to conduct yourself accordingly. Because if you don't approach what you're doing as a business, guess what? You're going to be doing something else eventually. That's just the facts of life. Sorry about your luck, people. (laughs) So how do I conduct myself as a business, Tom? Well, I thought uh, I was supposed to make songs and play for people. Well, you are. That's part of your business. That is what is known as your product. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Uh, So now music is not, is really no different. I've said this before. It's no different than so many businesses, really than any business. Okay. Music is no different. Being a band, being an artist, being a creator is no different than being in business, doing anything else. The principles are the same. And I think one of the reasons that the music industry, I'm doing air quotes right now, has gotten to the place that it has gotten to is that people, for some reason, seem to think that normal business principles simply don't apply in this space. And that's foolish. Unfortunately, that is true to a certain point. There there are things that people manage to get away with in the music business that they just can't get away with anywhere else. Like, 
you know, uh, I'm sure we've all been in a rehearsal or something where the guy shows up late and he doesn't know the songs and somehow still manages to keep his job. But if Toby showed up to the factory an hour late and didn't know how to work the machine and somebody died as a result, his ass going to jail and he's getting fired too. Probably in reverse order. Probably in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's so it really it, it is it is not any different. I want to say it shouldn't be any different. Um, Sometimes people act like it is, but in reality, it's really, really not. You're you're a business. You need to turn a profit. You need to spend less than you make. You need to make sure that you have certain things organized. You need to understand your finances. You need to make smart decisions um, if you want to do this as a career. Now, if you're and that's that's what we're talking about on the show. The whole uh, thirty thousand foot view is that we're we're trying to help you build a career making music, doing what you love. But if you're not trying to build a career doing it, well, yeah, I mean, don't don't give it too much thought. But we're also not talking to you, <laughs> so go home, Roger. <laughs> um, yeah, you uh, you need to take a look at at all of the organizational points and we're going to we're going to break a lot of these things down in later episodes this is a big wide sweeping kind of overview of the things that make you a business uh but just off the top of my head a few things that come to mind that you need to think about is a i mean you need to be creating music we've we've covered this in uh previous episodes Consistently, regularly, consistent quality content. That's that's our, our buzzwords right there, our three buzzwords for this show. Um, but you also need to make smart financial decisions, smart relationship decisions. Uh, don't go into business with somebody that you don't trust or that doesn't have the same goals as you. Uh, when, when you're in a band, when you're in a group, uh, you need to all have the same vision, the same goals, or you need to at least have everybody on board with the goals of the person who's in charge. Uh, a lot of the times that's going to be the single artist who's hiring everybody else as a hired gun. If, if you're an artist and you're hiring people to be on your team, you want to make sure those people share the same vision. And, but if, if they don't, uh, you know, there, there are plenty of other people out there that, that probably will. So make sure you have cheerleaders in your corner. Um, make sure that you, are keeping track of your dollars and cents coming in and out. Uh, make sure that you are taking care of your equipment. These are all basic things, but these are all things that that are important business principles. Uh, being on time, being a good negotiator, knowing how to talk to people. I feel like I'm rambling. These are all true bit. things. I was letting you go for it. Yeah. I will say on a... Maybe not higher level view. I, I think a, a common struggle in the music industry and people starting out is uh, being able to take the emotion out of it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of blurred lines in music, which is a reality that you're never going to get away from. But being able to compartmentalize those things, I think, is a super important skill in the sense of if you're in a band, most likely all the people in your band are people that you're homies with probably mm-hmm. known for a long time. Like, you know, everybody that you're super cool with and that you'd be hanging out with, whether you were making music or not. 
but you still have to be able to hold somebody accountable when they aren't doing their job or pulling their weight. Absolutely. Whether they're the guy that's in charge of the website or your social media or, you know, the guy that has the gear in your band to be doing the producing because we're all about being DIY here. Like whatever your shtick is in your group, you have to be able to be friends outside of your craft, but also when it comes time to work and it comes time to, you know, show up and do shows or make music, treat it like it's a job. You know, the product itself, uh, I think one of the biggest reasons like writers are always caught up in the whole trying to find the right environment to write is because yeah. everything is so emotionally driven. You're trying to tell stories that affected you and usually hurt you because that's the easiest <laughs> thing to write about is yeah. when you're pissed off or you <laughs> right. know, somebody broke your heart or All whatever, pain. you know, painful moments are huge emotional triggers. So it's just easy to run with that. But being able to recognize those things and use them to energize you and have something that you want to say when you're writing, you've got to be able to walk away from that as soon as the song's done, you know? Yeah. You can use that energy as a tool, but you've got to be able to walk away when it's time to cool. Now let's make this a real song. Like the emotional part was written. We did it. We got the story Mm -hmm. out. Now let's create something around this. Now let's make sure that our live show is remarkable and something that, you know, people walk away from and they're like, oh my God, like, how did we not know that they existed before? Yeah. Because if your live show isn't better than your record, you should never play a live show. (laughs) 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 You (laughs) you add an entire dimension. Yeah. So if if a live physical dimension doesn't make your music more engaging, more exciting, then you guys need to practice more and step it up up. (laughs) because I I can listen to your record on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you have to be able to separate the emotion from the the pragmatism. Uh, You being in a band is like being married in so many ways, so much emotion attached to it. There's, there's concern and care for everybody else who's in the group, but at the same time you cannot let that emotion, that, that friendship override good decision-making. Um, <clears throat> I, I would liken it to a family member who steals money out of everyone's wallet at holidays or something mm-hmm. like that. If somebody's doing that, then don't leave your wallet laying around when, when so-and-so is in the house. So don't, don't uh, inspire or just overlook poor behavior. If it's, if it's hurting your business, if it's hurting the credibility of your business, your bottom line, you want to make sure you're holding people accountable. You don't have to be jerk about it. You don't have to be mean, but these it's, it's best that you have these conversations from the get go. You, you know, at the beginning, like, Hey, we're, we've started a band. We've got something kind of cool here. I think we're going to keep doing this. Okay. Let's talk about it. Get it out in the air out front. Who's your, who's your designated leader? Who's your designated this person, this person, this person. And then have, like we've discussed before, tangible expectations and goals that you can hold them accountable for. Um, and at the same time, also, you need to be able to separate yourself emotionally from the music to a certain degree. Once, When you're writing the music, when you're making the music, that's when the emotion really comes into play. Once your record's done, it's a product now. It's a urinal cake for all intents and purposes. Uh, you're, you're, selling, you're selling a product. And so I would argue... <laughs> 
that 75% done is when you need to walk away from the emotion. true. Yeah. Because that last 25% is always the stuff that really no one else on God's earth is going to (laughs) know was ever different, but you probably spend three months on it. Yeah. Trying to tweak every little thing that no one's going to know is ever different. Been there. (laughs) We say this from experience. Yeah. Um, But separate yourself from your product too. Uh, You can't, like if you're calling, if you're calling people to try to book shows for your band and they're like, send me, you know, send me some of your music and you send them a link because you don't press CDs anymore and you don't make If you do press CDs anymore, you need to go back a couple of episodes and listen to why you don't press (laughs) CDs anymore. So you send them an email, you send them a link to your music and they get back to you and you go, I don't like it. No, we're, we're going to pass. If you are too emotionally invested in your product, you're going to get personally offended. You're going to feel attacked because they don't like your music. I put my heart and my soul into this. Oh my God, how can you not like it? And then that's going to ruin your day. And what, what happens then? You snowball into not, not making as many calls, not reaching out as much. You don't get as much done. And then that just, that will add up. And it will impede your workflow. But if you have managed to separate yourself from your product emotionally and say, ah, we don't like it, not for us. All right, cool. Somebody else will click next person. You're, I mean, you are, you're in sales at that point. You're selling your band. You're selling your music. Well, an important point on the selling side, if you aren't absolutely stoked about yourself, no, how am I supposed to be? Well, amen to that. You know, and yeah. obviously there's a fine line and nobody likes somebody that's a douchey salesman, you know, like nobody's into that. But at a certain point, like you have to be hyped about what you do, because if you're not hyped about you, why on earth am I going to look at you and be like, no, nah, I should be more stoked than they are about their own thing. Yeah. You, um, you should feel like what you're selling is a purple cow. You heard of this, this example? I've heard the example. Yeah. Is it? I know is, the reference from the book, but I haven't actually read that book. Yeah, Seth Godin, right? I think. I think it's Seth Godin. So we'll we'll figure that out and put it in the show notes. Um, so you want to feel like you've got a purple cow. You want to feel like your thing stands out. It's amazing. It's it's life changing. But you don't want to get your feelings hurt if other people don't think that because not everybody's going to buy into it. Not everybody's going to think that you're the next greatest thing. Yeah. Uh, in the world. It's just not going to happen, but some people will, if you believe it first. So go to market with a purple cow. And that's, that's just, that's not just for music. That's business. If, if you've got a product, if you're selling paper clips and they don't hold the paper together, but gee, you worked really hard on it. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. The market doesn't care. The consumer's not going to buy it if it's not worth a crap. You have to make something that's actually going to perform the function it was intended to do. And for you making music, the function you are trying to perform is the conveyance of emotion, adding a soundtrack to life, improving the lives of the listeners who listen to your music. Even if your songs are sad as hell and and depressing, you are adding value to the listener's experience because they are empathizing and sympathizing with the emotion in that song. It's speaking to them. But if you've written a song that's sad and emotional, but it's very poorly done, somebody's just going to skip over it. Ah, this isn't really speaking to me. I'm going to go to the next song. Not their fault. It's true. I'm going to throw a curve here for a second. Outside of this, 
that there's a lot of factors in which you've got to look at your band as a business or your artistry or whatever you fall into in the musical world, producing, you name it. And I think we lowly touched on it earlier, but think about your job now. Like if you've got a, a day job or a, you know, side hustle or whatever you're doing, you know, while you're trying to move towards these goals, like think about the things that happen with that job for you. Typically, if you want to keep your job, you don't show up late. Yeah. You work a certain amount of hours and while this isn't everybody, but like you show up at X amount of time and work till X amount of time. And I think a lot of times you have young artists that want to work when the spirit hits them. And <laughs> yeah, depending on the way the wind blows, that can be a whole lot of different things. Like you can have a remarkable week that you rush and then you don't work on anything for three months because you just got sidetracked. And, you know, if you can confidently sit here and say that, no, this is what I want to do for a job every day, because this is what I care about. This is what gives me life and all that stuff. Then you got to treat it that way. Yeah. And that might not be eight hours a day right now. Like if you're working a nine to five, you might not have that much time, but you do have windows of time and you choose what you do at that time. So even if that's an hour every day, if that's two hours every day, if you want to hustle hard and do the Gary Vee thing where you work the like <laughs> nine to five and then you work your five to nine as well, right, like right. I support that too. But holding yourself accountable to where like, no, nah, this is a job. And even though I'm new, I've got a lot to grow in. I'm going to treat this like a job and I'm going to show up. And every single night, you know, even if it's only an hour, like you could be in school right now and maybe you've got classes and all that. Yeah. That's cool. Like you got to get your responsibilities done. But everybody has some time. Like if you have time yeah. to watch Netflix, you have time to be working. And yep. I think people severely underestimate the fact that an hour a day will go so much farther than eight hours in one day a month. Because yeah. they're like, oh, well, I got to wait till I have eight hours to sit down and really hammer this out. But if you'll give yourself like even half an hour, half an hour in the morning, half an hour at night, whether that's mm -hmm. like picking up your instrument and like hammering out some lines that come out, like you're still putting inches on the field and constantly progressing towards that goal for you and treating your music in that way. You will be amazed that stuff that seems so small in the moment, three months, six months, nine months, a year from now, you'll look back and be like, wow, that really added up. And I honestly didn't feel like I was doing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we may seem like we're maybe jumping around a little bit here. Um, maybe even slightly off topic at times about why you're a business, but, uh, the the main message of, of this specific episode and why we want to talk about this and and I think everything we've said is is feeding into it in some way shape or form but it's this our goal is to help you build a career doing what you love which is music the only way you're going to do that is if you take your craft seriously as a business because you have to have power. You have to have food. You have to take a shower every once in a while. You have basic necessities, necessities of life. And what pays for that is money. So you have to earn money doing what you love. Otherwise, it's a hobby. If you want to make it a career, it's got to make you a living. That's baseline. Have to be able to survive on it. Then it's your career. And that is our goal for you is to help you make it into a career. We're not trying to trash having fun. We're not trying to bash 
the cool parts about it. None of that. We're just telling you that you need to have a certain level of seriousness attached to it if you want to make it a career, which we really want you to because every single person who's listening out there has a unique approach to their craft as a musician, as a creator. And I'm telling you that the creative world needs your input. The arts are very important. Music is very important. I believe it's imperative to our health as a species. So if you can make money off of it and do more of it, we all win. That's a benefit. It's a benefit for every person in this business if we all approach it like a business. It's true. Also, and this is whether you're in music or you're not and whoever you are, um, I, man, like money's cool, but money's a tool. Mm-hmm. Like money should never be the end goal. No. You, no. and it's kind of a grander statement in the sense of, I know people that have gone to school for many, many years to become a doctor that don't give a damn about being a doctor, but they were told it was a secure, like in game, something that they would always be able to provide and whatever. Yeah. The problem is that's not bad. And that doesn't mean that they're not smart and educated. That doesn't mean that they can't perform that job. That person is never going to cure cancer. If they're just showing up to collect a check. I don't think anybody in the music industry who's really, really after it right now is probably in too much jeopardy. Well, maybe not. I shouldn't say anybody. Most people are probably not in too much jeopardy of doing it for the money. Probably most people, if they're sticking with it for any extended period of time, are doing it because they have to. It's what they want. True. But I think being able to bridge that gap of wanting it that badly to then be able to approach like... It can't also just be a passion and stay forever. Um, Agreed. You know, you, you can only hold out so long. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's why it's funny. If you ever notice, like you look at bands and, you know, some bands that have become huge bands that either they make it when they're super young and get picked up by Disney or whoever, and then get right. developed to the ends of the earth and become the biggest names on the planet. Are we too old for Disney? Disney. I will pop so hard. I shave once a week, Disney. It's all I'm saying. We got some baby baby faces. (laughs) Baby faces up in here. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. But like, then you look at some of these bands that, um, man, I would have to fact check this because maybe I am wrong in this. But I think Coldplay was one of these, like, that had been a band forever and Mm -hmm. been playing music forever. And having that passion to hold out that long. You have to love it that much to be able to persevere through. But if you don't have the goals attached to that, to be able to actually be making progress and eventually get to the point of like, you've got to have some end in sight. Mm -hmm. Like I can love something for so long, but at a certain point if nothing changes, uh, it's got to grow. It's got to, yeah, yeah. That's it's got a, to grow. I think I was searching the for the right way to yeah, say it, but I, I think it's that... got to grow and it's got to grow into something of its own. I, I have a, a baby boy. He's less than a year old. If, if he gets older, he like, he can't live at my house when he's 30. I, my job as a parent is to, to raise him, to nurture him, to help him become his own adult, his own man one day. If if he's living with me at 30 and can't even make his own decisions, I've failed. 
And that's the same thing with your business, with your band, with your creation, with your talent. It's got to grow and you've got to invest in it and take it seriously enough to help it along to grow. This also made me spark a thought in my head as well. Lack of business. I, I think music is the kind of thing that people will do the same thing and never change. Like a business, if something, yeah. do, if you create a product and you own a retail store and it doesn't sell, you don't make that product again. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think that along with treating yourself like a business, you also have to evaluate and come back. And that doesn't have to be every single day. But if you put out a record, what resonated with people? Were there songs mm-hmm. that people went home and like you hear them singing or they're like, oh my God, this changed my life. Yeah. Are there songs that have zero plays on your Spotify compared to other songs that you've put out? Like you have to listen to people and what they want if you want to sell your product. I hate to say I've seen many bands fail, disappear, break up, go away. But after putting out several records, but it wasn't what people wanted. And they were like, well, that's our sound though. We can't change our sound. And then they're, they're not a band anymore. You have to be able to adapt to the market. It's, it's the same business principle as any other business. You have to be able to adapt to the market and, and see that, what people want. And that can go either way. Yeah. Whether that if you're convinced that this is your audience, if your audience isn't buying in, you have to adapt to them. If you are hell bent on, we're not going to change what we are, you're marketing to the wrong people. Because I will say that with 7 billion people on the earth and the internet, that even if it's a small audience, you can find an audience for just about anything if you search long and hard enough. Yeah, you can. But if you are just refusing to change because this is you and we're never going to do it different, then the flip side is you got to change your marketing and find the right people. Right. And find who you're talking to and change that message because it's not working. And just always being self-aware. It's also, if it's so important to you that you make it, you make your music or your art exactly how it is and exactly how it's always been, and you are stubborn and refuse to change it, then you need to accept the fact that, or the possibility rather, that it may not be a career for you because you, you are placing, you're not placing the growth and the health of your business ahead of your own desire your own opinion. You need to place the growth and the health of your business ahead of your own opinion, your own agenda. Uh, If you're putting your agenda first and you're saying, screw what other people think, that's fine. But you're, let's just call it what it is. You're making music selfishly for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're just not going to make a career out of that, or it's very unlikely that you will. This also kind of goes back to the goals episode, which if any of this is resonating with you and you haven't listened to the goals episode, I would strongly encourage you to go check that out so that you can be honest with yourself and yeah. figure out what you're actually trying to go towards. What do you want? <laughs> it's not that simple. What? What do you want? I just quoted the notebook. <laughs> TD3, guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here for the duration. Mm. <laughs> um. I don't even know where we are now. Yeah, me neither. The notebook just shut everything down. Ryan Gosling, though, man. In my defense, it's because I learned that line because whenever I ask my wife what, what she wants to eat, she says, I don't know. And I said, well, how about pizza? Well, I don't want pizza. Okay, well, how about, how about a burger? Well, I don't want a burger. What do you want? And she'll go, it's not that simple. <laughs> so that's where that comes from. 
I will say for us. I saw the uh <laughs> I saw a meme floating around that I was like, man, that is brilliant. Where it was a guy texting a girl and it was like, Oh, the real move is to ask them to guess where you're taking them. <laughs> and the first place they guess, you're like, Oh, that's how a, did you know? Genius. That's totally where I was gonna take you because that's where they really want to go, but didn't have yeah. to actually Dude, that's genius. It completely bypasses that entire conversation. They don't feel the pressure of picking. Yeah. You feel like you beat the game. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Crush City. I will say, I I feel like I haven't talked about it today, and I'm probably going to continue to talk about it on almost every episode, so I'm going to say it now. JT, we are based out of Nashville, (laughs) and there's space on this couch. And honestly, we just want to be homies. I love it. I don't want anything from you other to, than to be friends. <laughs> than to be friends. Can we please be homies? <laughs> God. <laughs> He's coming back in May. Mm. Actually, well, this will be later by the time people are hearing this, but drop the first single. The record's coming. Yeah. I'm very ready. Yeah. I'm super ready, guys. My wife is is going bananas over it. Yeah. I love it. I'm super stoked. Yeah. It's going to be dope. <laughs> we have completely, we've completely derailed at this point. So back to, uh, to business. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we got our point across. We don't need to we did. drive we the nail. Too into, bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and also I think we said this, but just to super clarify, just in case anybody's like, what do I do with this? All of this random information for, for the beginning of the show, we really want to just like hit some high level overview ideas to get cooking in your brain and things to be thinking about and questions to be asking yourself and questions to be asking us too. Yeah. Questions to be asking us and just the things that you're marinating on. Uh, and as we get a little bit deeper into the show, we are going to rip it apart and go deeper and talk about specific things just all across the board. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're at home listening and there's specific things you're like, man, I wish they would have talked about this feel free to get on the tweeters and hit up <laughs> us uh, at Vance Fight or at Tom Dupree, I, 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 and ask us, and then we'll talk about it on a later episode. Boom. Uh, there you go. But I think I think we got as close to a point as we we're going to yeah. try and get to that. <laughs> yeah. The point is, make sure you are investing in the growth of what you're doing if you want to make a career out of it. I think that's really the thing to hammer home. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't sacrifice having a good time. I mean, enjoy what you're doing. You need to enjoy your craft, but uh, you're never going to be able to do it all the time unless you're taking it seriously as a business. And we'll get into all the specific ways to do that in later episodes. Um, right now we're going a, a mile wide and an inch deep. And later on, we're going to start going a, an inch wide and a mile deep. So yeah, we'll get there. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us. If there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help, you can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. 
uh, all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. Uh, the show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.